Hello, and welcome back to the Manifest It Sis podcast. You are listening to episode number 22, and we are talking with Alicia Baza today. Alicia is a friend of mine. She is a psychic intuitive. She is a vocalist and a musician. She is a very talented healer, sound healer, SRT therapist. This woman is multifaceted, and I think you're going to dig it. Uh, we our conversation goes from her personal spiritual journey to discussing different healing modalities to developing your own personal type of spirituality or style of spirituality. There is no one size fits all box for spirituality. I feel like I try to drive that lesson home in every episode. So you choose what works for you because you are a special unicorn snowflake, right? (laughs) So we're going to hop in with Alicia. But before we do, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by me and the Ask, Believe, Receive mini course that you can check out by going to bit.ly slash ABR mini course, or just check in the show notes for the link. And that is my mini course that helps you with getting clear on what you want, believing that you deserve it and can have it, and then allowing it into your life. Ask, believe, receive. Go check that out. And now we're going to hop on in with episode 22 with Alicia Baza. Hello, Alicia. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited. So we're going to start out with some speed dating questions. Are you ready? I am. Oh, they're going to be super hard. Are you ready, ready? I'm ready, ready. All right, here we go. What is your favorite book? <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite books, because I have many, is The Greatest Salesman by Ogmandino. You know, and I've I love seen it, it, but I, I've never read it. Tell me. It's a great, it's about this, this uh, gentleman who, who reveals these, I think it's 10 different scrolls, and each scroll has an idea of how to live your life. So one of them is like, um, I am nature's greatest creation. And Mm. it talks and it it goes this long, it's pretty long and you have to be disciplined because you're supposed to read it three times a day. So it's, yeah, that look, (laughs) it's a lot, but once you kind of get it into your life and you realize it just gives you a whole new outlook on you, you know, on yourself, on you. And, and I love that it takes you through this journey. And it's so funny. Every time I open the book and I read the scroll for the month, it pertains to what I'm going through in my life. So it's just, it's, it's very interesting. It takes, it's a very disciplined book. It's a great, easy read. It's a small book. It's called the greatest salesman. I think it's called the greatest salesman. That sounds really cool. Og Mandino, O-G-M-A-N-D-O. I have seen that book around and just never picked it up. Um, I love that when you pick it up, it's exactly what you need. It's so great when the universe works like that, right? Totally, 100%. (laughs) I've been getting, I've been pretty on point that when I am typing something somewhere, somebody else is saying the same word. Oh, I love that. Consistently, yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, Oh, wait, this is supposed to be speed dating. Okay. I got to get fast, fast. Okay. What is your favorite quote? (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, if you think about it, you can do it or you can be it. One of those quotes. I never, I'm, I'm not the person, oh, gosh, um, I am not the best memorizer, but <laughs> I need to clear that. Um, if you can be, if you can think it, you can dream it, you can be it. Something like by that. Mary Kay, I think. Yeah. I like that. And what is your favorite crystal to work with? I, 
to, well, to work with, I mean, I go by whatever I feel, but I love opalite because it's so pretty and rainbowy. It's just a pretty color. Um, and it's supposed to help your uh, intuitive abilities. So I like that. That's my daughter's favorite too. Oh, yes. Yeah. She must be a Taurus. <laughs> I don't know. No. Wait, what is March 20th? Pisces? Aquarius? We're horrible. We should know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> next I think question. Because <laughs> my um, son is Pisces. He's uh, March 6th. So that sounds about right. Around she, I, think, yeah. I, think she's, I think she's Pisces cusp Aries. No, Pisces cusp, uh, Pisces cusp Aquarius, I believe. I couldn't tell you. All I know is when Virgo is, because that's my thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what is your favorite thing to do to wind down? Oh, let's see. Favorite thing to do to wind down. It depends. If I'm if I'm feeling kind of achy, I love to use my fascia blaster, which is a plastic claws and and in the and my and the infrared heat. Nice. That's that's my favorite. If I'm if I'm feeling achy, if I'm not. Um, I usually listen to something on YouTube that just puts me right to sleep. <laughs> I like some, that. Some podcast. Not What's your yours. infrared heat source. Do you have a sauna or something? It's, it's, it's a little like, it looks like a mini TV from when we were younger. Oh, I know those. Yeah. Yeah. And I just pop it on and put it on and, it, and my son's like, oh, you're hurting me. And I'm like, I could just put that baby right on, practically on my skin. Oh and my I'm goodness. Like, <laughs> This is such, and it's really awesome for your face too, because it, it's supposed to give you the good rays and make you look younger. Mm, okay, yeah, I'm gonna just sit in front of one all day long until I look 21 <laughs> again. Oh God, <laughs> you look 21. Okay. <laughs> I like your style, Alicia. Okay, um, what is your favorite place? My favorite place. One of my favorite places to sit, well, and to walk on is this beautiful wooded trail. That's right in my town, actually. And it, it, my favorite spot is when the woods become these two lanes of ferns mm. and, the so and the ground becomes very soft. It's so neat. It's almost as if the magic turns on in that spot. And it's almost, as, almost like you can almost like feel the fairy presence in that space. It's, I, always, I call it the fairy trail. And I love it because it's got this intricate walkway of some of it's muddy and some of it looks like these ferns are so gigantic. It looks like Tyrannosaurus Rex is going to come out of the corner of my eye. And it's like, it's just, it's challenging at some points and, and it ends at an ancient Indian ruin. It's called the rock house. And so it's so just ethereal and, and beautiful. And like, it's just like, it's almost like a journey or a voyage. And I feel very familiar in that space. I'm like, hmm, wonder if I had a past life in this spot. Maybe, right? Oh, yeah. guys, I wish you could have seen her just describing that. She, I felt like she went there. I did. As she was, <laughs> as she was describing <laughs> it, she just left me for a moment there. Um, I, well, it's awesome because in the winter, uh, in the winter, sometimes I'll go and it'll be all white and it looks like diamonds on the ground. And the sun will be coming down and I'll just get on the ground and take a picture. And if you look on my Instagram, you'll see some really pretty pictures. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm going to go peek. Um, okay, so that was our very slow speed round. 
<laughs> so now I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody first. What does manifesting mean to you? Gosh, manifesting means being happy in the space that you are with the vision to go further. Perfect. Perfect. What are you manifesting lately? Oh my gosh, so many things. New clients, uh, new friends, connections that are going far beyond what I thought they were. For, for instance, I was on a national chiropractic and doctor call representing SRT Global, and I manifested a doctor to help heal my son who had popped his shoulder out hitting a baseball, and I didn't even need to go to the MRI doctor. He talked to him for about 30 minutes and diagnosed him and said, Oh, you need to do this, this, this. And I had all the tools that I needed. Oh, the infrared light. Oh, the fashion blaster. Oh, the ice pack. I had everything. Like I had a, I have a Velcro ice pack from um, this one company for, that makes the fashion blaster that literally Velcro across his chest. So it could sit right on the shoulder. And I was like, this is awesome because I really don't want to get an MRI if I don't have to for my yeah. son. That's that was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. So it's like, but imagine how much money this doctor would cost. He's a, he's a, he's been his whole entire career. He studied sports medicine and he just happened to be seated, seated at this, this conference and he wanted my services. So he gave me his. That's it was fantastic. fantastic. It was just awesome. I love when the universe works out just that way. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. So you mentioned SRT and I know that you're a practitioner mm-hmm. um, and I want us to dive deep into that. But can you tell us your journey, your, I guess, personal development, spiritual journey that led you to becoming an SRT practitioner? Oh my gosh. Well, I think during my whole entire life, I have always been intuitive and just kind of doubted because I was told, you know, what are you talking about? Like, what do you, what do you know? Like, you're just a kid, like, oh, go in the corner and be quiet. And so part of me just shut it off, even though it did have peaks and valleys in my life. Um, Like for instance, one time I was at my cousin's house and I knew there was a problem with her boiler. And I said, Huh, wouldn't it be so funny if the broiler exploded? Because if I were to say the broiler is going to explode, they'd be like, what the heck? Get it. So I would pose questions. I would say, wouldn't it be funny if the broiler exploded? And two seconds later, boom, the thing exploded oh in the goodness. basement. And my cousin went, ah! And they just, like, we just ran out of the house. And we, the fireman came and the next door neighbor gave us like the hot chocolate and stuff. But I just sat there like, oh crap. I knew, I knew that. Like, you know, did I do that? <laughs> did I do that? I don't know if I did that because I mean, it was too much commotion to think that. Yeah. But um, that that was very interesting. And then another time I was in eighth grade and I had my feet up on the dashboard and I said, Mom, what would happen if I leave my, my feet up on the dashboard? She goes, you'd break your legs, put them down. We turned the corner and bam, we got into a car accident. So I was like, okay. You know, so there wow. have been times where it's been very obvious. And then it kind of shut down a little bit. And then um, when I was in college, I kind of got to know my angels very well. And I found out that through meditation that I had six of them, like a whole family of them. And I knew their names. And, you know, and I would get to this point where I would start hearing from these angels and not just mine, other ones. And I would be with somebody and they'd be like, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them what? Tell them my name. Tell them my name. I'm like, All right, fine hi, do you know your guardian angel's name? And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, well, his name is like Xavier, 
they're like, oh, okay. And they would like go away and then they come back and they'd be like, um, did I, is there a nickname that I can use? I said, he said he could call him X. She goes, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. And like stuff like that would happen. And I would be at a spiritual re- Catholic retreat, you know, for the good, like, you know, married Catholic ladies, you know, and I'd be hearing from the angels like crazy. And so I just have to like, I can't deny my gift. So as time kind of went by and then I decided to have, you know, Dan and I were pregnant and we had the baby and, um, you know, we started raising kids and, and it kind of got a little, a lot more muted because I just got so busy and I ended up having seven children, but it was kind of like, I know ebb and flow between the kids and here and there, but I think it just kind of got lost a little bit, but I was singing and that was my connection to spirit because I would sing funerals. I know this sounds really morbid, but I love funerals. I love funerals because I love to honor the people who pass and I love to give comfort to those who are grieving. And so that became my healing ministry, even though it wasn't technically a healing ministry. It was a healing ministry. It was a healing. Absolutely. It it, it is. I should say still is because I'm still singing. I'm still being called upon to go. And I've traveled a little bit around the state, not I should say like a couple counties doing different church services and visiting beautiful churches. And that's been really, really neat. I really love that. I still love that. And I still, well, I think that's the hardest thing for me during COVID is not singing funerals and having people die and not being able to be there for them. Hmm. And so when I came back to church, I guess it was June. The first time I went in there, I bawled. I was like, I miss being the voice of God. Like, I was just like, I miss the Holy Spirit. I was like, because I just get this. It's almost like some people say that I glow when I get up on, on the, you know, in the altar to sing. And it's just like I open and I let the spirit flow through me. So they're really almost not seeing me. And I'm, and they're like, oh, when you sing and I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the divine. Yeah. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm just... I'm Alicia, and I'm getting goosebumps all over my legs as I'm talking. But I miss that. I miss that so much. So, um, so my my journey started in in about 30 years ago in choir, and I've been singing funerals for about that long. And I just wanted more. I, I knew that there was more. I started studying intuitive development with Asaki Kai. And she kind of guided me through my path and, and just like kind of gave me little tidbits on how to make it bigger and stronger. And, and then I started doing my own meditative work and I started getting my own intuitive hits on what is meant for me to know. No disrespect to any of my teachers. It's not about that. It's about connecting to the divine to know and understand what is meant for you. Mm-hmm. And if you can put yourself in that quiet place, it will be fed to you if you open yourself to that. Let's and talk the- about that a little bit. Sure, sure. So what was your process? So for the people who are listening, who are like, I want to open up to the divine, my higher self, God, universe, whatever language they speak, what would you say was your process that helped open you up? Well, first I took, I did take a class with um, Mark Januski, Jenna Januski, and he called it the sit. He went very, very generic. And I understand and I appreciate him for doing that because he just wanted to make it accessible and open to everybody. And so he would call, he would say that you have to do the sit. And he gave me a whole entire process of, okay, 
imagine a square, square, the square, and then imagine it to be, you know, like a block of wood that turns into a ship that turns, and he gave us that, and he kind of just like- Visualize. Visualize, okay. right, just to, to stretch us. And then after I had taken that class, or kind of during, or it kind of melded into a sake, and then I heard the six-phase meditation from Vishen Lakiani. And so I kind of took that and then it kind of evolved into my own thing. So for instance, he, he starts with, what are you grateful for? Six things that you're grateful for. So I always start with that. I go into this, what I'm I'm grateful for, you know, our podcast with Danny. I'm grateful for my cat. I'm grateful for Dr. Matt who helped Vincent. I'm grateful for having all the tools that I need, whatever grateful mm-hmm. for my garden and then the next thing I do is the love bomb where you and I usually use a little bit of my Qigong and so what's if Qigong knows, for the listeners the Qigong is a practice it's a it's a metaphysical practice of energy work it's kind of like Tai Chi that's number one of the ones that is great I started practicing Qigong about a year ago off and on it hasn't been too consistent it was consistent for a little while but he taught us how to bring our energy into space. And that's, the, I guess that's my beginning. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's biofield tuning, but let me go to the Qigong first. So my Qigong teacher told us to put our tongues, the top of our roof of our mouth, like you're going to say la, to allow that energy flow to come in. So I kind of like put my tongue there and I breathe in. And I imagine a big ball of energy and to make it bigger, I can feel it kind of in my hands and then I throw it at the room. And then I, then I breathe in, get the ball, throw it around the whole house. And then I throw it around the town and then I throw it around maybe the county, the state, the United States. And sometimes I'll like, I'll think about people who I want to send blessings to when I'm doing that. So my daughter is in Arizona. So I will send the energy across the United States and then get to her and then give her some energetic love and maybe grow her bubble a little bit more to make her protected. And then I'll maybe go to my aunt and my cousin in California. And then I'll take in the energy again and go around the whole entire world. And I'll think about my cousins in South America and maybe places I want to visit. And then I take, then I take the ball and I send it to the center of the universe. I personally like to imagine the sacred heart of Jesus. Just that's the epicenter of everything. And then he bounces that back to the, to the world, to the United States, to New Jersey, to Morris County, to Persephone, to my house, to my room, to me. And then I sweep and I feel what my manifestations are going to bring me. And I right currently have 20. And so I kind of feel them as keys dropping into my hand. One, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 20. And then I sit and I say, okay, which one do I want? Which key do I want to pick today? And I pick the key to my vacation house in Virginia Beach. And I sit there and I go there and I imagine the sand and how the house is going to be and how I'm going to have a house separate from my house to drop all the sand off. And so that nobody brings in the big house that's further away, further from the ocean. So the ocean never hits it. And, you know, like things like that. And yeah. I smell the breeze and the, and so then I visualize one of my places and then it's time for me to give back. Since I've received, I now have to give back and I give back through forgiving someone. So I do a little, uh, get together with my inner child and I ask for forgiveness. I, now this is where I intertwine my Ho'oponopono. I'm the practitioner of that. And I do a little inner child work where I'll say to her, I'm sorry. 
please forgive me. And then she whoops around, turns around, runs to me. And I say, thank you. And I love you. And we sit down and we, and I say to her, or I'll talk straight to Jesus and I'll say, all right, who do we need to forgive today? And yes, today it was me. <laughs> I had to stand and I go over to the forgiveness fire and I do a whole long process that I'm not going to get into because it's way too long. So I do the forgiveness fire procedure and I do a, do a kind of an ancestral thing. We'll have to talk about that another time where there's forgiveness that goes from the person who's being forgiven all the way down to Adam and Eve and even um, Lilith. I even go there. And then it goes back over to everybody, including the people on the other side of the fire. And then I kind of, I contemplate my day. And after I contemplate my day, I'm blessed by my divine being, Jesus. He gives me the blessing, tells me he loves me. Bam, then I'm ready for the day. I love how eclectic that whole thing is. You've got but, some... But it's mine. Yeah, yeah. You've got so much you're pulling from. I love how you balance like religion, which is clearly very important to you. And then the things that people call woo-woo spirituality, you've got... Uh, Native American practices, you've got Asian practices, you've got just esoteric, you know, universal <laughs> quantum science, quantum physics practices all smushed together in your own modality. And I just, everyone listening, I want you to know that you can do this too. You can pick and choose what you want. Mm -hmm. Spirituality and religion do not have to be separate. Mm -hmm. You can make your practice, whatever brings you closer to the divine is what's mm -hmm. right for you. So mm -hmm. take a little bit of what Alicia says, take a little bit of what other other guests have said of what I have said and pick what feels good for you. Exactly. Did it take you a while to, to reconcile the spirituality versus religion part of you? I still struggle with that. Oh, sis, <laughs> no, you've got yeah. it made. Yeah, I know. I still struggle with it because I'm judged by my mother and my sisters. Mm. And that's, that's the tough thing. That's what I struggle with. And uh, you know, um, that's a toughie. So, I mean, I just, because I want to be, um, I guess my, you know, my family is, is way more on the Catholic side and they find the woo-woo esoteric to be a place of fear mm. in that, like, that's the only thing I could say because they kind of like, they kind of like treat it more witchy and, um, I, I just, I, I, I am what I am and I'm yeah. unashamed in any of the, any other aspect, totally unashamed of who I am, but I kind of feel like sometimes I have to hide, and that's the hard part. I hear you. I think that's how I felt as a little kid, as a teenager, um, and then that caused me to really shut down, and I didn't open back up those shutters until very recently. Yeah, well, it's tough because I don't feel like I can show them. I can show them my caterpillar, but not my butterfly. Mm. And I'm, I'm a magnificent butterfly. butterfly. It's you so magnificent. Um, it's magnificent. But I have to remain the caterpillar to fit in. Yeah. And that's the hard part because I love my family and they're wonderful people, but they just don't get it. And it's okay. It's my, it's my walk in life. It's, that's, my, that's my mountain to climb. And I will, I will continue to, to go to that space and understand that, okay, time to swings away. I just have to be mm. sister, daughter, and, and maybe one day it'll change. Yeah. But I, I need to let everybody know. And the reason why I mention this, and I'm glad that I'm mentioning this, is because I know other people are dealing with the same thing. For sure. 
and yeah. you know it's a struggle and I like that you have seemed to found, find a way to reconcile it and you are okay with it at the moment. What I really love is that you didn't let it stifle you and just like put it aside altogether and just go the traditional only Catholic route to make mom and sissy happy, you know? I, I, I couldn't. Like I, I created a beautiful you. deck. Thank you, Danielle. I, so that, I've always been an angel girl, always, always, always. And, yeah. and they've always been around me and... I was working, believe it or not, in a cemetery for the last long, thank God. And some lady came up to me and she goes, do you know who your guardian angel is? I'm like, girl, are you serious? I know my guardian angels. She's like, no, 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 no. Do you know who your guardian angel is? And I'm like, all right, whatever, show me. And she showed me this angel. And I was like, hey, hell, what's that? And she's like, oh, these are these angels. So I started researching because I am curious as a cat. I need to know. That is like my main thing. I did a study once, um, three, and it's like three or four different things. I am sun, sentinel, politician, and sextant. Sextant knows which way to go. They know, knows how to court, set course. It's like a, it's, a, it's an apparatus on the sea ship, and you can know which way to go. The sentinel is, is the one who points the way. The politician knows how to talk, and the sun just shines bright. That is what is that from? Uh, soul. Um, it's like a soul. I'll get it for you. My friend Alyssa does that, and she just pulled out the book, and it is so me. As a matter of fact, I wanted to buy a little gold sextant like next necklace it's a it's an instrument on the sea it's it's a captain sea captain's instrument too yeah i just want like what these all these categories were from well i'll find out guys and we'll put it in the show notes so you can check out what you are because now i want to know what i am i think it's soul's compass soul's compass i think it's called it's for my friend Alyssa. i don't know if she created i think it's a course that she took and but it's so accurately me and i think that's the tough thing is when your son it's tough to try to like make clouds go in front of you because you're always are supposed to shine all the time. But when you have mm-hmm. family members, they're just like, shut it off. And you're like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that gets, that gets kind of sticky. Okay. So let's go back around to the SRT. I want to talk about that. Okay. So, um, what is it? How does I, it work? Who gets it? Yes. So I'm going to tell you about how I got there. So I was, I was studying intuitive, intuit, the intuitive abilities. I loved Solfeggios. Solfeggios was really my jam. I yes. thought they were so cool. I actually made a CD called Fairy Dust Tones. When I was working at the cemetery, I would sing in the mausoleum. And then I recorded the water stream in the, in the, in the cemetery to get the earth component to it. I had the past, like the, the afterlife component to it. And I kind of felt like in recording in the mausoleum, I was giving homage and allowing the spirits of those who resided in that mausoleum to kind of coalesce with the CD and the recording. So it sings solfeggio tones in the mausoleum because the, the acoustics are to die for in there. Ha, and then, to die for in the mausoleum. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> So crisp and clear and gorgeous. So I took this actual solfeggio tone. I sang in a solfeggio tone, like in there, I would sing different things. I recorded that. I took uh, uh, recordings of water. And then um, I maybe bought some different things and I put them all together 
to create fairy dust tones. So while I was in there, I was just kind of expanding my music ability and I was, I went and bought a tuning fork because I heard that it helps with pain. So I have a lot of joint pain and stuff like that. I've been in like a bunch of, a bunch of accidents and stuff. So I bought the tuning fork for the pain. And then I started looking into biofield tuning. And that was my first love where I was healing with the tuning fork myself. And then I started playing. What is biofield tuning? Just real quick. Sure. Biofield tuning is when you take different, it's, it's a tuning fork and the vibration helps you to relax and it helps to release, but it also goes into the electromagnetic field and takes energy that's stuck and moves it back to the center where it could do its work. Awesome. And the, I love it. So I was so madly in love. If you told me, Danielle, a year before I learned about SRT, that I was going to drop biofield tuning and do something else, I would have been like, you are a big fat liar. And no, 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 no. So this is um, 417. This restores things back to order. And so you hear the, the mm-hmm. you hear that? Yeah. That is, that means there's interference in the energy field. So what I would do is sense that vibration, pick it up with a scoop and bring it back to center to mm. restore the body's energetic field, to take the stuff that's stuck in there and put it back in your center. And then it would be, it would, it would just, and also your body would hear it. That, oh, I'm out of tune. Okay, let me tune myself up. And I loved it. And I was going to be certified when the pandemic hit. <sighs> Everything shut down. So I had, right before the pandemic hit in about February, I was on a healing website and someone said, yay, I'm giving away free 30-minute SRT session. And so I, like a good esoteric girl, went to my friends and said, Mm, does she look good? And I had her vetted out. <laughs> How was her energy? Because I know when you're in energy work, you have to really, 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 really be careful and shield yourself. Absolutely. And and you can't just put it out there anywhere. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do not just take this lightly. If you're going to get into this space and get into this work, make sure you're making a big bubble and protecting yourself on every level, front, back, sideways, up, down, everywhere. Just protect yourself. I've got myself in a mess one time. We will not go into that story, but uh, it almost ruined my marriage. So I am very careful. So I've edited her out. My friend said she's cool. And I went into this energy session and she's like, are you excited? And I was like, uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. I had no idea. I think so. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> I felt like such a dummy. But anyway, so I was like, okay, so I'm laying on my bed. She starts doing this session. And then it was about, it wasn't even about anything like super significant. It was just, okay, I want to, I want to change my financial blocks. Yes. So this is the first SRT and SRT, SRT stands for what again? Subconscious release technique. Okay. And so you went in there. Oh, you didn't know when you went in there. You just were like, this is something new. She called it an energy clearing session. Okay. So I didn't really even know what it was. Okay. I really didn't even look it up. I just wanted to know from my friends, is she, is she good energy? And as long as she was good energy, then I was cool to do with whatever she was going to do. I had no idea what this was. Clueless. It's just, she said, I'm giving away free energy. And it was free for me. (laughs) So 30 minutes free for me. Good. Yes. 
<clears throat> so I was laying on my bed and she started saying something. I mean, it didn't really sound like anything. I started to cry and cry and cry. And I was like, what the heck was that? And of course, Curious Kitty over here was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And she said, well, I have one-on-one -on -one sessions or I have the Visionaries group. It's only $37 a month. Now I was paying 35 bucks a week for Qigong. So I thought, I'm not gonna do Qigong right now. I'm just gonna give it a break. And I'm gonna take this SRT. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was on as many calls as I possibly could be. What it is, the Visionaries group, it is a group of collective um, coaches and they do clearings every single week. Well, when I got on, it was like 12 a week. Now it's 33. They have clearing sessions for everything from losing weight to past traumas to how to find your soulmate. And it's, some of them are just open. You can say anything and some of them are specific. I do the, I do the getting closer to God clearing call. <laughs> so you now do your own clearing for others. You're now. I've done about 300. Oh, wow. Since, since I started in March because I was obsessed and I was going to use this pandemic to get my certification. So I am now a partner with SRT Global. And just quickly, SRT Global is a clear energy clearing technique that instantly removes negative and emotional mental blocks and triggers. So you feel, you many people feel completely different after 30 minutes. We do change lives, actually. I had a woman on my call today, my regular open call. In other words, it wasn't tied to anything. It was just a clearing call. I do two of them for the company. A lady said today, the SRT helped me to, to keep me from killing myself. Oof. I was suicidal. And thanks to you, not me, but just SRT, mm -hmm. I am no longer suicidal. Well, that's She said that today. So she said that today. That's so very and that, validating. It, it was awesome. And I was, I told the owner, I'm like, Coral, because her name is Coral Grant. And I said, Coral, I said, a lady, lady Rachel today said that she, she stopped herself from quitting suicide because of SRT. She was suicidal. She had a block in her mind that everything I do turns to crap. Hmm. And I, I can't do anything right. And she had a block with, uh, we love you because we love you came with a price tag. And so a positive thing like I love you can be a trigger because if you were told, if you were beaten and then said, oh, but I love you, that like could, many kids were. Yes. Yes. So let me get a wow, beef down and oh, and, but I love you. Yeah. Well that now they grow up and they expect to be beaten. But to be people loved. love them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's wild. So now SRT, you do this in private practice? Yes, I do. So I started, so I started learning about it. I started doing the visionaries. I, then I, then I said, I'm going to do this. They had a really amazing 70, 70% off special for their three practice, their three level practices. I started doing 85 clearings a month. Wow. On a consistent basis, I really wanted to get my certification done. And I met so many different people, so many walks of life. And everybody always said, oh, I feel so much better. Or, oh my gosh, you know, like, or they'd be crying, or they're like, I feel so different, or I can feel you doing things. It depends on how, um, if a person already do, does energy work, they would then describe to me what I was doing. 
Mm. You changed my DNA was something that they told me. Wow. I'm not making claims. This is what people told me. I hear you. So that's what someone can expect when they, they come for a session, you go through the, the work with them when they're immediately after they're done, they can feel a release. They can feel Mm -hmm. lighter, Mm -hmm. lighter. That's, that's the number one thing is I feel lighter. I feel lighter. Um, a lot of people will, will cry. Um, I, when I'm done with the SRT work, I do like to delve into some inner child work and kind of like what I said when I did in my meditation, I do that with them because I want them to know, because we start today. I do, it's a two phase. We start today and then we also go to yesterday. So imagine that you're thinking of a field of like you want to plant beautiful flowers and you have all these dandelions pop, 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 pop all over your, all over your yard. And you said, oh, well, I'm just going to pick up the leaves. You pick up the leaves. What happens? I'm a kitty cat. (laughs) What happens? The plant comes back. Same thing with triggers and different negative emotions that you have stuck. It will come back if you don't pull it up by the root. So today is the flower. Yesterday, usually age zero to seven, it could be to 18, is the root. So where is this coming from? That's where you want to find. And I've seen over and over and over and over. I'll see their today life. And then when they go back, I'll be like, aha, here it is. See when this happened and you can you see how it's repeated again and again. Okay. So who should get SRT therapy? Like who would be a good candidate to come and, and have a session with you? Anybody who feels stuck. That's the number one thing. I feel stuck or they feel blocked or they were experiencing a, a specific kind of lifestyle, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. And all of a sudden it stopped. Like, they, like things were going, going, going. Or if there's a repetition of negativity in your life that you can't put the kibosh on, it's usually because there's something connected to when you were a child. Like my one client today, she said um, she was going through a divorce and her, her husband, then husband was not available to her to try to fix things. And she felt like he wasn't there for her. He didn't care about her. Well, we go, we go back to when she was a kid and she was four years old and she went out to the pool and she's so funny because she opened up something that I remember doing. She went to the pool and she wanted to see who was looking and who was noticing that she was gone and nobody noticed her. And so immediately the picture goes in, nobody cares about me. Hmm. And then the other thing was, um, nobody cares if something happens to me, you know, like that kind of thing, like nobody cares, nobody wants me, you know, that kind of thing. And she, yeah, those we call them programs. And what I try to do is I dig, I'm like a hunter. I dig like, you know, like that detective with the magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. I dig for the triggers for the programs. And I want to know, what were you thinking when you were four years old? What did your mother say to you? Sometimes I'll ask them, what day was it? I had a client earlier today and she goes, oh, it was Tuesday, baking day. So I was able to clear Tuesday from her. How many times did she get upset when she saw Tuesday and it triggered her and it made her upset? We don't even know. Yeah. Our subconscious mind is 30,000 times more powerful than our conscious mind. 30,000. 
So SRT, guys, you heard it here first, or maybe not, but you still heard it here. So where can everyone find you, Alicia, to, to come and get this session done? You can go to srtforme.com. So S-R-T-F-O-R-M-E.com. That's where you can find where to get the clearing. Everything's connected to there. Um, or you can go to www.aliciahelps.com. Alicia Helps. H is A-L-I-C-I-A-H-E-L-P-S.com. And it's also, you can look under the peace tab for the, I I know I have an energy tab, but that's biofield tuning. Um, The peace tab is where you'll find the SRT information. That's fantastic. And are you on social as well? Oh gosh, everywhere Alicia Baza. Everywhere Alicia Baza. Thank you. Pinterest, Facebook. YouTube. YouTube. Go check out my YouTube page. Okay, guys. I'm going to have all of her links to everything (laughs) in the show notes. Alicia, thank you so very much for being here and sharing your good juju with us. (laughs) I hope it brings peace. Peace, peace, peace. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back with you next week with a solo episode. Bye, guys. (laughs) 